1: Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr., and welcome to Silicon
2: Valley Business Connections. I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. Our offices are located at 25 North 14th Street, downtown San Jose, or you can reach us via the web at blackchamber.com. In studio with me is my good friend, producer, and co-host, Mr. Carl Big Papa Welsh. How you doing, Carl?
3: See, ordinarily, I would start doing my little rap, but uh, (laughs) but because we have such an esteemed guest today, I think I'm going to keep it nice and simple. I'm doing good. How you doing, sir?
2: I'm doing fantastic. We have a very, very special guest today. We have the Secretary of State of California on the line, Mr. Alex Padilla. How you doing today, Alex?
4: (sighs) I'm doing great. Doing great. Thank you for having me on the show.
2: Now, Alex, I heard a little roar in the ground. That was Carl. Just you know, he's just applauding you. But you know, I, I I do want all of our listeners who are in the Bay Area listening to this. That uh, you know, you said some earlier that was so so apropos for folks to know that politicians are what people too. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Alex, and how you became here in the Secretary of State.
4: No, I appreciate that. And uh, uh, first and foremost, I guess a, a confession because being. An elected official is probably the last thing I imagined I'd be doing uh, when I was growing up, probably the last thing I w- wanted to do or was interested in, uh, politics and government. But, um, you know, life life has its way of steering it in, in the direction. And, mm-hmm. you know, I found the calling uh, soon after I graduated college. So I am born and raised in the San Fernando Valley neighborhood called Pacoima. Uh, so, you know, uh uh, Richie Valens, Rock and mm-hmm. Roll, thing, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the community of Pacoima, Uh like so many families across California, and across the country. My, my parents are immigrants. They, they came from Mexico in the late 1960s, uh, met here, actually uh, decided to get married and apply for a, a U.S. residency. Uh, I am a middle child, which probably explained a lot. <laughs> I have an, old, an older sister who uh, is in education. She's been a teacher. She's been a principal. And now she's an administrator. I have a younger brother who uh, works for the city council in Los Angeles. So we're all in public service uh, in some way, shape, or form. Uh, it's probably not a coincidence given the, the type of upbringing my parents gave us. Uh, but growing up for me, there was two interests. You know, if you asked me what my favorite class was, it'd be math, and that's about it. Mm. Uh, but, you know, after school, I lived for baseball, 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 from little league to high school ball and even a year in college. Um, But, uh, you know, when I went off to college, I had an opportunity, blessed opportunity, to study at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Wow. MIT. MIT. Spent four winters back in Massachusetts. uh, Came home with the mechanical engineering degree. And uh, when I came home, there was two significant things going on in California at the time. You know, in in the early '90s, there was a big recession, mm-hmm. not quite as big as the Great Recession from ten years ago, but a big recession at the time nonetheless. Specifically in the aerospace and engineering fields, right post Cold War, you know, Defense Department cutbacks, and you know, my engineering job at Hughes was a, a little tougher than I imagined. Uh, but at the same time, in politics, there was a measure on the November 1994 ballot that we called Proposition 187. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, For folks who may not remember Prop 187, it was frankly a a precursor to a lot of what we're hearing in our national politics today. People scapegoating uh, immigrants Mm -hmm. and proposing harsh policies towards immigration and immigrant families. And that's when I realized I might have been a cynical young person, but I had no choice but to get involved because if we Mm -hmm. didn't get involved, our community, my community, would continue to be a target. Right. And uh, that, was, uh, that was a game changer for me. Left the engineering degree behind, started uh, volunteering on uh, campaigns, registering voters, became an organizer before I knew what organizing was, and uh, five years later found myself running for Los Angeles City Council. So uh, from city council to state senate to now secretary of state, uh, it's been a great experience and all about uh, just trying to help people and make the world a better place.
3: Right. So so this is Carl Welch. Uh you can't forget either the name Carl or Carl. Mm-hmm. Um you were 26 when you were first elected to city council. So you were pretty young at that time. So how how was that transition from being an academic and being and uh working for the company that you were working for, being an engineer? How was that transition for you uh, at that young age going into politics?
4: Yeah, you know, it's um uh, I, I knew I was young and especially when I decided to run for office, uh, there was a whole lot of people trying to remind me that I was young and maybe too young that I had to wait my turn. But, uh, what was most, uh, was just trying to represent my community. You know, when I ran for city council, uh, it was trying to rep- represent the same part of Los Angeles where I was born, where I was raised, where I went to school. You know, I played a uh, little league in the parks uh my, my folks still live in the same house we grew up in so for me it wasn't reaching out to which group of voters it was just talking to friends and family you know guys i went to school with or people i knew from church or if they didn't owe me families that knew my sister because she was teaching by then mm-hmm. uh, or they knew my parents so it was really a grassroots uh, operation that we ran and uh, was able to win in that first election but uh it, it was a, a a significant change, yeah, from crunching numbers in a lab or Mm -hmm. uh, doing those sorts of things as an engineer, Uh, but I felt a lot more uh, passion about it and a lot more uh, gratification from changes that we were able to make. You know, when I ran for office, it was to try to do for my community what a lot of other communities took for granted.
2: Well, you know, speaking of that, when you talk about voting, you know, I always think about voting rights, and I know that's a big thing for you not only for youth, and, you know, I know you have a heart for veterans, too. Why don't you explain your program that you're trying to run to get everybody sort of registered and so everybody can vote in California?
4: Yeah, exactly. And it, and I feel like it's all come for social. You know, the uh, what I realized was if I want to make a difference, if we need to get the attention of sitting hall or the state capitol, you know, you got to get more people registered and voting because mm-hmm. that will command a politician's attention. Like nothing else. <laughs>
2: that right. is some money, huh? Alex right. money, huh? Right.
4: <laughs> it, it, it's not just money. It's votes. Yeah. You can have all the money in the world, but you, you need the votes to yeah. get elected. Yeah. Uh, and so that's a big part of why I left into to politics. And now I find myself as California's chief elections officer, and right. I can use the power of this office to reach out to communities that are eligible but not registered, yeah. or maybe they're registered, but we don't vote very often, and who does that tend to be? Right. It tends right. to be working families, it tends to be communities of color, and it's especially young people. Right. And so we've reoriented our outreach programs in the Secretary of State's office to target those communities specifically, because mm-hmm. if we're gonna move the needle, right, mm-hmm. if you're gonna look at your metrics and, and perform better from a registration rate standpoint, or a turnout standpoint, you got to go to where the potential is, where the greatest room for improvement is, mm-hmm. and that's our community.
3: Now, was it a conscious choice or a conscious effort on your part to end up being Secretary of State that over that actually oversees the uh, general election? Um, or or... You
4: know, it, it, it was. You know, it, it was um, well into my time in the State Senate, doing a lot of policy work on health issues, you know, energy and environment issues, technology issues. Uh, but I was learning a lot about the Secretary of State's office in California at that time and the need for improvements and modernization. Uh, I was also learning uh, a few years back, you know, five, six years ago, the early multiple efforts that we see in other states, right? We hear about voter ID laws. We hear about purging voter rolls. We hear about the reduction of early voting opportunities, things that make it harder for eligible people to register or to actually cast a ballot. Uh, First of all, I think that's just outright un-American. Second, you know, we know that uh, those who promote those policies are doing with a very specific intent. They're trying to keep people from voting, Mm -hmm. right, to try to skew the outcome of the elections in their favor. Uh, You know, being on the wrong side of these targets, once again, I chose to do something about it. And I ran for secretary of state, not just to say, you know, voter IDs not coming to California, but what can we do to make it easier for people who are eligible to register and to the cast their ballot in every election? And uh, you know, we have a lot of programs, not just outreach, automatic voter registration now in California, uh, the Voters' Choice Act, giving people more options uh, and more days to be able to vote, uh, things like that.
2: Well, Alex, you know, we got about a minute and a half before the first segment is over, and Carl and I were both thinking about this this um, sort of a initiative you launched. It says Honor Veterans Vote in about a minute or a minute and a half. Alex, can you tell us a little bit about that?
4: Absolutely. You know, we, we hear uh, not just on Veterans Day and Memorial Day, but on a regular basis how uh, there are folks who are serving around the world trying to defend our democracy and have served over generations to try to defend the United States of America uh, and what makes us great, right? It's fundamentally our democratic government and our right to vote Yet there's so many people who take that right for granted and have either not registered or not voted that in no way honors the service and the sacrifice of so many women and men uh, in the armed forces so uh, we launched honor veterans vote you can go online at sos.ca.gov and pledge to vote in the next election so
2: can you say uh, that again alex can you say that can you say that website again
4: Yeah, it's the Secretary of State's office, sos.ca.gov, or you can just Google, you know, uh, California Honor Veterans Vote, and it'll take you right there. Pledge to vote in the next election. Dedicate your vote uh, to a family member, to a friend, to a veteran, or an active service member. Uh, Have a little message in there, and uh, we'll send you a little memento uh, for the effort.
2: Alex, why don't you just hold it right there? We'll be right back. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. What do the heart pacemaker, automatic gear shift, and modern clothes dryer have in common? They were all invented by African Americans. Here's an opportunity for youth, parents, and volunteers to be part of creating the next generation of black scientists, inventors, and film producers. Support the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and its Bay Area Black Youth Techathon, a program that inspires, equips, and encourages black youth to study science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Help prepare them for the jobs and business opportunities of the future today. Go to blackchamber.com events and sign up today for this fun, life-changing series on the power of science and technology. Blackchamber.com slash events.
1: And now back to Silicon Valley Business Connections.
2: Welcome back to the second half of Silicon Valley Business Connections. We have our guest, Mr. Alex Padilla, Secretary of State of of California on the line. And Carl and I are really, really excited about talking to him. And Alex knows that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person that's, you know, dealing with this conspiracy stuff and what's going on nationally. And I wanted to talk to Alex about how people in California can feel like Our elections are safe, and we want to talk a little bit about if there's a possibility that the Russians could possibly hack into our elections. So, Alex, would you please kind of share with the folks, our listeners, so they can feel like Alex Padilla has got got something to stop that?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. and It it is a timely question. It's on everybody's mind. Uh, And I'll tell you, when I was first running for secretary of state four years ago, 99% 99% of the questions that was asked was, what can we do to get more people registered to vote? Mm-hmm. Or the second was, what can we do to get more people to vote? Not many people were thinking about election cybersecurity. Yes. But uh, given all we saw and experienced and learned from in 2016, I can tell you that the threats are very real. Uh, But the good news is, you know, California has kind of been on it with some uh, uh, laws and requirements that protect us from uh, the type of interference people are worried about. You know, first and foremost, no uh, voting systems can be used by any county in California unless it's certified for use first. Mm. Technology that's tested uh, and certified that it meets all the required safety standards, security standards including the use of paper ballots. The vast, vast majority of Californians vote on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as we all know, it's impossible to hack a piece of paper. (laughs) Um, The other thing people should know is by law in California, none of the machines we use to to mark a ballot, to cast a ballot, or even to count ballots can ever be connected to the Internet. So again, we make Mm -hmm. it impossible to systematically hack or rig an election and uh, even after every election just to be sure we conduct a, a form of an audit we call it a one percent manual tally every county has to take a percent of the precincts and count the votes by hand to make sure that the hand count matches up with the machine count uh, if not then we've got to count the rest by hand but uh, that's both to ensure the accuracy and the integrity of the voting results you know, in the last couple of years we've also Upped our game, investing in cybersecurity, you know, new servers, and firewalls, and twenty-four-seven monitoring—all the, the the must-do best practices uh, on cybersecurity that we get both from the public and private sector. So, I, I do feel confident that California is in good shape, but uh, you know, we never rest; gotta gotta stay on our toes at all times.
3: You know, we um we all understand that a lot of people of color and a lot of young people of color specifically, uh, and maybe those who are less fortunate for greater education are the ones that generally don't take the time out to vote or take the time out to or even even think about the idea. How do you, coming from where you came from, and you, you came from a, an immigrant family, um, uh, if I said that correctly, mm-hmm. um, yep. and you were, you raised from city council to the state senate, and now you're, you're California Secretary of State. So you, you've you seen the gap. How do you or what do you think is the very best way of reaching that young demographic, uh, especially black and brown, to actually get out yeah. and vote? How can I, as an ordinary citizen, go and, and work and try and get that demographic to come out and vote, register to vote?
4: Right. But, and, and so it's a combination, right? If there was an easy answer, it'd be done already. But, mm-hmm. but it's complex. So, you know, we're still at it. I think even though we insist on paper ballots, there's a lot of room from from a technology standpoint to improve access to registration and uh, voting information and those sorts of things. You know, we've gone from, you know, if you want to register to vote, you had to go find a, a form at the post office or the library. Several years ago, California moved to online voter registration, and now we have automatic voter registration. When anybody who's eligible, when they apply for or renew a driver's license or a state ID, if you're eligible, the default mm-hmm. is we're adding to the voter rolls in the process unless you choose to opt out. So that's one example of leveraging technology and policy uh, to make it easier to be registered. Uh, we're also county by county changing how we actually conduct elections. Uh, because a lot of people vote by mail. That's pretty convenient. But if you want to vote in person, it's actually kind of difficult. you, know, you got one location that you got to go to close to where you live on election day only from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Well, whether you're in the Silicon Valley or you're in the San Fernando Valley, you know, we have this thing called traffic that doesn't let you get home quickly after work all the time. <laughs> and so more opportunities uh, under the Voters' Choice Act, county by county, we're just mailing every voter in those counties their ballot automatically, and they can choose to either mail it back. You know, we're no longer going to require stamps, Um or counties are installing what are known as ballot drop boxes throughout the county you can drop it off at any box convenient to you over the course of weeks leading up to the election and we're modernizing polling places as we have known them to what are known as vote centers mm-hmm. where any voter can go to any vote center in the county not just on election day but over the course of 11 days and if you missed the voter registration deadline you can same day register and cast your ballot at a vote center too So more days, more ways of being able to vote. But with all the policy, all the technology that creates the opportunities, there's still no substitute for personal interaction, right? So I make it a point to visit as many events as I can, as many high schools and community colleges as I can to put the word out. You know, that mouth-to-mouth, neighbor-to-neighbor, you know, friend-to-friend outreach is the most powerful message, much more powerful than any particular politician with the possible exception of Barack Obama what a, yeah. what a speech he mm-hmm. gave last
3: week. Yeah, that was powerful. I love
2: that. Hey, speaking about, uh, you know, this the voter registration and, and what you're doing, you know, we did hear about there was a little glitch, I guess, with it was a wonderful idea, and I still think it's a great idea, about the DMV voters sort of challenge that was up. Uh, I think you've got that all straight now. Alex, would you like to share that with our listeners so they can have confidence to go to the DMV and yeah. vote? That's yeah, a timely
4: question because voters deserve to have that confidence and, and should have that confidence. Uh, so I mentioned automatic registration. We, we formally call it in California, California Motor Voter. Uh, we've had about 1.6 million people come through DMV, uh, in the last few months. Uh, and of those 1.6 million transactions or experiences, uh, there was about 23,000, uh, whose records you know, got a little messed up. So as the data was being transferred to my office, it had things like maybe the wrong political party preference associated with a voter or their vote by mail preference or something like that. So the good news is we, you know, we we caught the uh, uh, anomaly. Uh, DMV has corrected it. You know, we've got the fix where it's not going to happen again in the future. We're cleaning up all the the, the potential 23,000 folks who were impacted. Notifying them, verify your registration status, and that's just a good piece of advice mm-hmm. for anybody. You can go to voterstatus.sos.ca.gov. Make sure all your information is current and correct. You can register or update your registration at any time at to Uh But here's the the number in context: twenty three thousand out of one point, you know, one, one and a half million, basically. Mm-hmm. You're talking about one and a half percent of the record. So overwhelming success of the program. Yes, there was a, an error. It's been identified. It's been corrected. You know, we're moving forward. we got uh, less than 60 days till Election Day in November, and uh, we've got to be ready.
2: Well, you know, we're talking about doing business with the state of California. We have the Secretary of State, himself, Alex Padilla. And one of the things that small businesses have a real challenge with is, this statement of information that you have to file, or if you're going to incorporate your business in the state of California, you know, Alex, uh, tell us how your office is is there to help people do that. And we got about two and a half minutes for that.
4: All right, no, that's great. And uh, you know, so the Secretary of State does more than just elections. Elections is not always not in the spotlight, but entrepreneurs know the Secretary of state's office is where you go to register your business to. Uh, File your, file your, uh, your statements of information. As you said, you can even file trademarks in California, and we've been working aggressively to uh, bring a lot of those filings now online, so we can get off of paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more efficient this way, better for the state of California, and much better for entrepreneurs. So, and to make it even easier, we put it all in one place. You can go to Biz File California and get your ten steps for starting a new business. You can uh, file you know, your LLC now online. You can file your statements of information online. California uh, Business Search. You can obtain records uh, and, and uh, download documents for free instead of having to mail checks and wait, you know, for snail mail to arrive. Uh, you can file trademarks in California online, and you know, every couple of months we're adding more and more uh, of these transaction opportunities uh, to our website. So you can spend less time waiting for the mail or having to come to Sacramento and stand in line.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a very very important because small business people, you've probably experienced this. If you don't file your statement of information, you will get a big bill. Isn't that right, Alex?
4: <laughs> oh yeah, you let too much time go by, you'll, you'll get that you'll get that bill, and we don't want that. So you know, now that we've automated and. And we're in the in a better position to capture email addresses, for example, not just phone numbers and, and street addresses. Uh, we're adding those reminder opportunities. So you get the reminders in advance, not just to notice after you miss the deadline.
2: Well, I want to get a self-plug because uh, when Alex talks about doing business with the state of California, we're the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce where we help all small businesses and we're going to be doing a certification workshop and doing business with the city of San Jose, Santa Clara County, and the state of California, which I know Alex is going to connect us with some good people. Right, Alex?
4: Absolutely.
3: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Carl, you got anything for Alex no, before we, got, we
3: go? We only got 30 seconds left, but I just want to say uh, Secretary of State Alex Padilla Uh, Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, Show the world, show the especially the people in California and the kids that that you. It's not where you come from, Mm -hmm. but it's what you do. It's it's a daily basis, and you can end up Secretary of State or President of the United States. So I just want to thank you for that, and and thank you for being a part of the show today,
2: Alex. We want to thank you today for being our guest. And we really do look forward to bringing you into the studio again. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections.
1: You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. And brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected, Silicon Valley Business Connections